0: Hello beautiful people, Tinkerbell has been extended. Thanks to the audience demand and some wonderful reviews, including two write-ups in the Washington Post, my adaptation of Peter Pan from Tinkerbell's point of view now runs through August 26th. So if you've been putting it off, congratulations, you've been rewarded for your laziness and have an extra week to see the show. Go to adventuretheater.org for tickets and performance information. Tinkerbell, now extended through August 26th at Adventure Theater MTC. Also, I am thrilled to announce that my play The Ferberizing of Coral, which debuted at the DC Source Festival. Festival in 2016 will be part of the 43rd annual Samuel French Off-Off Broadway Short Play Festival. Wednesday, August 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Vineyards Dimson 15th Street Theater near Manhattan's beautiful Union Square. The Samuel French Off Off Broadway Short Play Festival offers a prize of publication and licensing for six short plays, and I'm thrilled to be one of the 30 finalists selected from several hundred submissions. Again, the Ferberizing of Coral, Wednesday, August 22nd, 7 p.m., the Vineyard Theater, Union Square, New York City, Samuel French, Off Off Broadway Short Play Festival. For tickets and performance information, go to OOBFestival.com. One more, I swear, just just one more. I'm very pleased to announce I'm directing a reading of a new play by past guest Amanda Zeitler, she of the Zeitler moniker, entitled Miranda After the Storm or What Happens to Savage Little Whores? Saturday, September 1st, 9 p.m. at the Kennedy Center's Page to Stage Festival. The play expands on Shakespeare's The Tempest and explores what happens when Miranda and Prospero return to Naples after more than a decade of solitude and reveal some terrible secrets they left behind on the island. Again, Saturday, September 1st, 9 p.m. at the Kennedy Center. Cheap is free. Talk Back to follow. Talk Back, not sanctioned by David Mamet. All right, here's the show.
1: Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello
0: and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a multi-hyphenate choreographer, director, fight <laughs> choreographer, all kinds of stuff. It's Jenny Mail, everybody!
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm doing quite well. How Good. are you this Good. I'm
0: doing just fine nice. in this beautiful day mm-hmm. here as part of our Tinkerbell series. Jenny yes. is on. Yeah. <laughs> and you're here to talk about...
1: You're in town.
0: Welcome to You're in Town, the musical...
1: Right. You're <laughs> it's on the
0: poster. I like that on the poster. It says urine. Like just to make sure this is how you pronounce this. How did you're in t- I, This is So this is one of the shows because there's so many shows that have the musical mm-hmm. after them. And I always just omit that when right. I'm talking about the show. But this one, it almost feels important to call it You're in Town, the musical, because they in the show make a distinction between You're in Town, the musical, and You're in Town, the town. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll just call it You're in Town. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to build this yet, but (laughs) it just strikes me as really funny. So how did You're in Town come into your life?
1: Uh, Well, it was, I directed this back in 2009, I believe in the spring of 2009, uh, at Red Branch Theater Company. I believe we were one of the first in the area to do this piece.
0: not too long after it closed on Broadway.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, and it was it was very exciting to do. And I, this is before, you know, things were recorded all over YouTube. Yeah. So I, I was really listening to it for the first time. So I came to it by listening to the cast album. And everything I did, I drew on from that. And... Um, And that was a really fun thing for me, whereas most people, they go and they see the show or they've heard the album, then they've seen it, whereas I really got the story from the script and from the CD. So that was really exciting for me to then try to pull, what did they mean by this? And (laughs) you know, what are all the parodies being done within the show? Yeah, there are a few. Yeah, so you can reflect that type of parody within the choreography because they're trying to reference West Side Story or Three Penny Opera. So how can you pull in... Physical references to that as
0: mm-hmm. well. Oh, and you've done it twice, you said, I've right? I've done it twice. What was I've, the other time?
1: Uh, the for my college. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm, All about right. four, four or five years ago. All right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a unusual show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it is. It's funny that it's. I really don't know where to begin because it's. It's unlike a lot of shows or even parody shows. Mm-hmm. It is very surface level in its in its message but that doesn't make it boring to me Mm -mm. it's really like the 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 meanings are not hidden Mm -mm. in this show at all uh they're just kind of shocking and that so they i think they do a nice job of not like not hiding anything Mm -hmm. from the audience they're very very direct i mean there's there's a couple now people talk to the audience a lot mainly officer lockstock mm-hmm. uh, who is my absolute favorite character like yes. in the world i <laughs> think <Yes. laughs> this guy's such a great well written him and little i mean and they obviously still do that i didn't realize mm-hmm. that lockstock and little sally every year at the gypsy ball
1: mm-hmm.
0: do a, do jokes about all the shows that are running on broadway in yeah. their expositional i mean mm-hmm. the opening number is called too much exposition,
1: exposition. exactly <laughs> <laughs> because nothing can kill a show like, like too, too much, much exposition. exposition, which is very true. I mean, yes. it's a
0: very, very true mm-hmm. sentiment. And it is, even though I say everything's on surface, there is a very high concept
1: mm-hmm.
0: sub... It's a weird thing to say, but it's like a high contact, high concept subtext going on with this mm-hmm. idea of you're in town. Mm-hmm. So before we dig into the show, I think it's very important from the jump, we give some exposition and say, <laughs> could you tell everybody? Because this is also a show, I think it's done... A fair amount. Mm-hmm. It, it pops up frequently, but, and I think a lot of people have heard of it, but it isn't one that I think everybody knows necessarily. So could mm-hmm. you tell everybody what Urine Town is about?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, for me, what's interesting is I find a lot of the music to be more following the idea of even the golden age of musicals. If you look through mm-hmm. in its structure and the music, the way it you know tells the story. And um, despite the title, which they even claim several times in the show, it is awful. <laughs> what <title>. a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, it really has that, that golden age feel to it. So basically with Town, you encounter these uh, sort of Brechtian characters that tell you the reality of mm-hmm. the situation. And uh, that they are in a severe drought. So, to help them get over the drought, you have to pay 2p and do all the rest of your business. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can't pay, you're taken to some mythological place called Urin Town. They don't want you to know what it is. You're just carted off to Urin Town, not the musical, right. the place. The town, yes. right. <laughs> which you see in Act Two. It's very yes. at the very beginning. It <laughs> says
0: Urin Town, the musical, not Urin Town, the town. You'll see that in Act Two, but right now it says Urin Town, the musical. Exactly. <laughs> which is great.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's part of what helps you to move forward is that you're not just seeing it unfold, but you're hearing the commentary and that sort of somebody's watching the reality of the situation the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so we have somebody called Bobby strong uh, who sees his father carted off to Urinetown. town by the cops because he cannot afford to pay. Right. And this way. And there are laws
0: Bobby. against, re- lest you think, oh, just relieve yourself in public or in the trees mm-hmm. or something. There are rules against all those things. Right. There are yeah. cops
1: and there are people who are paid to spy to yeah. find you. And if they find you again, you're gone to this mythological place. We just know that we never see these people again. Right. So everybody thinks that it actually is a place. Right. And then uh, Bobby meets Hope. And she happens to be the, the daughter in this, of in this show Cla- uh, Caldwell B. Cladwell, which right. again, brilliant <laughs> Great name. Uh, And who who runs the the evil monopoly, who controls all the water, and only the very higher ups get the nice bathroom amenities. And uh, and he regulates the use of water through, of course, high tariffs. And she thinks this is such a great force for good. And then she meets Bobby, who helps run the worst amenity in town right. and starts to learn a little bit more about life. Of course, they they fall in love, mm-hmm. but not in that typical way. The writing is so fresh yes. in the way it describes their love story uh, that it's, again, not that typical ballad yeah. as they come together. They're both idealists, but can't see the real world for what it is. So Bobby starts a revolution Almost accidentally, and then to help further it, he kidnaps his love, Hope, so that um, Caldwell B. Cloudwell will uh, negotiate with him. So that's—I don't know if you want—that's Act One. Well, I think we have to. I think we have to go into Act Two. (laughs) Uh,
0: And so then in Act Two, they're in revolution, Mm -hmm. and. It really takes some surprising turns, which are all on the album and very explicit, so I, I don't feel any mm-hmm. problem with that. Bobby is offered a lot of, I believe, a lot of money mm-hmm. if he will just release Hope, but also agree to the, there's going to be a rate increase in the in mm-hmm. the price to pee. He, and he
1: can be part of that machine if he wants right. to be. Mm-hmm. And
0: he is a he is our hero, so he refuses. Mm-hmm. But then he's taken to urine Town mm-hmm. and we learn that you're in town is
1: it is simply being thrown off a building it is death so that's (laughs) all it is specifically being
0: thrown thrown off off a a building building. that's how you're in town which officer lockstock knows he's the one who does the throwing this guy who's been kind of our comedic he's he's on the wrong side but Mm -hmm. you sort of i I expected the first time i heard this that he would eventually come around because Mm -hmm. he's been our eyes into the show Mm -hmm. and it's not true he is if any, he's the. If you're thinking of like, um, it made me think of uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yes, where you have like Cladwell. Mm-hmm. B. Caldwell is like the warden, mm-hmm. and then Lockstock is is the name of the guy. I don't remember, but the really bad prison guard, and that's who mm-hmm. Lockstock turns out to be. But you're really mm-hmm. like Cladwell is such a cartoonish villain, villain. You yeah. know mm-hmm. he's the bad guy. Yeah, and Lockstock kind of really surprises us with mm-hmm. this. At least he surprises me. With the fact that no, he's been throwing people, including Bobby's father, and then mm-hmm. Bobby off the building. Um, this then causes oh, little Sally, my fa- my other favorite character, mm-hmm. finds Bobby or sees him get thrown she, off the building. She or, sees
1: him gets thrown get thrown off the building, and she runs to him as he's dying. And the song that ensues is "Tell Her I Love Her." So right. she's take t- you know telling his last words to the group of the poor, and then you have the ghost of Bobby sort of echoing it. So, you know, living out that scene.
0: Its call is soft and gentle,
1: tame and fine. It's docile and benign. A pickle in the brine
0: What did I say? That isn't what I meant.
1: I've lost my sense of scent. I fear my life is
0: By that,
1: I don't know. He started fading in and out after a while. It was a miracle he was alive at all. The fall was so horrible. Was
0: he talking about me? Why could he say I'm not innocent? Not innocent of what? Not innocent.
1: Who the hell does he think he is? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 Highly comedic, which never happens in a realistic musical. Right. Because, because such a commentary piece. Well, she's
0: trying to remember, like she's trying to interpret his last words because yeah. the crowd, his. Rebels are not thrilled with his last words Mm -hmm. because they're not sort of very encouraging. Mm -hmm. And then it leads to a full tilt revolution where they overthrow Cladwell. They throw him off the building. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's free to pee as much as they want, when they want, with whomever they want. want. Mm -hmm. And then they all die.
1: (laughs) Yes. Because as awful as Caldwell B. Cladwell was, he did in some ways, write things in that conserved the water. Right. So it was an awful system, but people lived. Most people lived. Right. And to me, Lockstock is also like the voice of reality. He sees it. Like, he yeah. knows where it's going to go. And he knows as soon as he like, they could be wherever they want. But guess what? Yeah. It's towards the end. And a lot of people flee the country. Like, other characters that aren't sung about, like McQueen, goes off and tries to go somewhere else. Like, people try yeah. to flee um Which, but but the everybody who can't flee they're there and eventually the water dries up and they kill hope they send very, her to your in town very as well. badly
0: well that's mm-hmm. the the because you don't see that right you don't see her depends die? on your inter- depends on how you do it okay <laughs> but like there's a pointed line about the fact that she does di- she joins bobby uh-huh. though in not as nice a manner or something i don't remember what yeah, the word is exactly a,
1: a, yeah manner not so befitting right. i had the mob just descend, descend upon, her. upon her. You didn't get yeah. to see all of it, but you got the idea that it was not pretty. Not
0: pretty, yeah. no. Because she leads the group, but mm-hmm. she all, she she's not equipped Mm-mm. to handle anything. And Like, there's that very silly scene of uh, the woman dying of <laughs> thirst in her arms. Hope chose to ignore the warning signs, however, preferring to bask in the people's love for as long as it lasts.
1: What kind of musical is this? The good guys finally take over. And then everything starts falling apart? Like
0: I said, little Sally, this isn't a happy musical.
1: But the music's so happy.
0: (laughs) Yes, little Sally, yes it is.
1: Such a fever. If only I had a cool, tall glass of water, maybe I'd have a fighting chance. But don't you see, Mrs. Strong? The glass of water's inside you. It always has been. It has? Of course it has. Don't you know what you are? River. That's right. We all are.
0: And it doesn't, idealism doesn't take you, doesn't feed the bulldog, as no. they say. but and she wants
1: that love. She wants the yeah. people to love her, so I'm just going to do things that get me love, even though it has In no the short forethought right. of how to actually take care of people. And of course nothing makes them matter then yes. she has no plan but she just tries to keep smiling through it all and they just take her down for and
0: it and then almost everybody dies I shouldn't mm-hmm. say they all die almost everybody dies and they yep. realize that they're in your town mm-hmm. the whole like this is this. your in town now they're in this mythological terrible place yeah and that's the end and as little Sally says this is a terrible
1: <laughs> ending <laughs> for a musical can't we do a happy musical right well if we time?
0: live I love that <laughs> if we live I'm sure we will <laughs>
1: Like, the music's so happy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Very
0: self-referential musical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And as weird as that all may sound, uh, this show is a big hit.
1: (laughs) It's a lot of fun. And I have had more people say, you know, when you're in a show and you're in the ensemble, you usually don't feel like... You're the center of attention that you don't get as much focus. I've had people say, I just want to be in your in town to be in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. Oh yeah. To be a part of that group. Uh, I have people say, I would do that again. I wouldn't audition for the leads. I'd just go yeah. be in the ensemble. Well, I,
0: yeah, it's it's there's so many good roles mm-hmm. in it, in the in the sort of supporting bit. And they did have some pretty good actors in the yeah. original production. I mean sure. John Collum plays mm-hmm. Caldwell B. Cladwell and uh, we said uh, Hunter Foster. Mm-hmm plays uh, Bobby Strong. There's a little trivia there we'll get to later. Nancy Opel mm-hmm. plays Penelope Pennywise, who's mm-hmm. the who runs the urine area. <laughs> and you
1: find out later towards the end of the, the musical right. that she is actually the mother of Hope, which
0: is weird. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, so that's okay. Let's hit on that
0: for a second. <laughs> so there's this finale as they're taking Cladwell up to be uh, they, as they've learned the truth about Town and they're going to mm-hmm. throw Cladwell off the roof. Mm-hmm. Penelope reveals herself to be Hope's mother in mm-hmm. a very... How long is that on stage? It's it's a one track on the CD. So that's why I'm sort of like, mm-hmm. having never seen it, does it occupy... It feels like a big thing that should get some stage time and it kind of
1: It's just doesn't. in one quick scene and then at the end of the play, usually you'll see her standing next to Hope and mm-hmm. encouraging her and she's just all in. I will do anything to support Hope, which also makes you think of what happens to... Penelope, Pennywise so Penelope at the end of the play doesn't
0: go off the edge with Cladwell, or with Caldwell, Cladwell, Cladwell. Mm-hmm. He, they don't throw her off the roof. Okay, no, that was confusing him. to mm-hmm. me. But that's always been confusing to me from the CD. Okay, it's so he about could, him. because they have a duet as he's being mm-hmm. thrown off the roof, basically yeah. singing about their love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we never know like why they were together or what like why they couldn't
1: during the the stink years. They were together. <laughs> <laughs> during right. these stink years they were together had a mad affair and then he decided to go and clean up everything and he started making a name for himself so the idea is he took hope and then she got the very poor amenity right um, as sort of a way to pay her off which is
0: not her. a bad job i mean it mm-hmm. is a it she does have a good job mm-hmm. in the in the town yeah uh does the town have a name
1: no and no. that's part of the idea what is it really oh mm. that's always been town, <laughs> it's always been here it's always been here as town. we know
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah. Um, and as you say, it was a big hit. I mean, mm-hmm. I first encountered this musical as I encountered most musicals at that time uh, on the Tony Awards. And it won best score and best book, mm-hmm. um, though, and best director. Though it lost... This is a funny... So yeah, the fun factor of this show to me is it lost to a musical I think more people know now, which is Thoroughly Modern Millie, mm-hmm. um, which was starring Sutton Foster, Hunter <laughs> Foster's sister... <laughs> I don't know how many times that's happened, I but know. I'd imagine not a lot. Yeah. Uh, and but what I didn't realize until prepping for this is that *You're in Town* ran longer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not by a lot, by mm-hmm. I think about like sixty performances, but still like ran longer than *Thoroughly Modern Millie*, which mm-hmm. is a much more is still a parody, mm-hmm. but is a much more fun-loving, jokey, you know, kind of drowsy chaperone, obviously right. also Sutton mm-hmm. Foster esque parody where there's an earnestness mm-hmm. to the parody it, it's sort of fun parody and and you're in town is a much darker mm-hmm. darker parody and a much more biting
1: mm-hmm. piece
0: of parody to musical theater and it's just funny to me that it did albeit just for a little bit it yeah. did outrun uh millie which is i never would have guessed that in a million years that it that it, mm-hmm. it ran longer um so let's let's talk about the parody a little bit because mm-hmm. it's that's the part that I think people who listen to the show would absolutely get mm-hmm. down with because there's what what was um I mean, we start sort of right two x exposition obviously is a pretty big direct. But what were some of the parodies that you enjoyed staging when you staged yeah. the show the most?
1: Uh, well, there's definitely a reference to three penny opera with Mrs. Peacham with how Miss Pen- Penelope Pennywise, and again, here's mm-hmm. another P a name. Pennywise, uh, yes. P- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of P. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and how that's set up. And then the whole idea of the show is very Brechtian, where you're commenting and there's the mm-hmm. looking at the reality within it versus just letting it unfold. Uh, some of the other things, are, there's obviously a Les Mis parody. As right. they're starting, and then we, I mean, it's usually staged. I'm not original Did in you that. The walk? The, you, you do, do the, the walk,
0: you, walk? You, you have to
1: wave a flag. Is that, is that, um, <laughs> Is in Caldwell be Cladwell? All I care about is love. In so, his song,
0: Mister Caldwell. Mr.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, like for example, I know I'm. I'm sure I'm not original that I use folders like the feather fans. Ah. You know, oh, you do so real they go around. Them, real yeah. So we're Using of some of that uh, oh, wow. choreo within it, and um, then what is you're in town? There's uh, little flashes of Fiddler on the Roof with yeah. that sound. Yeah.
0: They the, uh, they come kind of. They come so fast mm-hmm. and also so short, which is mm-hmm. one of the reasons I think they work
1: mm-hmm. really
0: well. Is it doesn't really? You could stage this without any of the stuff I think we just talked about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it wouldn't lose yeah. anything. But if they're there, if mm-hmm. you're if you're listening and you know musicals, those moments are mm-hmm. very clearly there
1: for yeah. you to
0: hit. And yeah, that there is a little a little touch of fiddler, mm-hmm. just enough for you to latch yeah. onto it.
1: And which helps, and again, choreography. I'm looking at things that will fit into that world and still right. tell the story um, and then but they're still taking it seriously cuz that's one of the things the creator said is you can't smile you can't give away the joke you just right. have to present it the minute you start smiling and try to you know ask too much from the audience you you can't that wink. you can't do it no yeah not you
0: can't. at all oh absolutely mm-hmm. not yeah. yeah i mean and it's even like there there's old jokes in here i mean i think like mm-hmm. run freedom run as a very blow gabriel blow Yeah. but mm-hmm. even in its construction like a super mm-hmm direct uh like the syllables are all the same like Mm -hmm. it's a really um but what i really respect about it from a parody standpoint is that usually when you do a parody like this and you're absolutely right you can never Mm -hmm. never wink at the audience it's Mm -hmm. actually one of the reasons that drowsy chaperone is kind of remarkable to me because Mm -hmm. it has a character to wink but the other characters do not wink Mm -hmm. it just has a narrator who's allowed to kind of give you additional jokes and bits and tell you how nuts everything is um mm-hmm. but this show has a this show has a like two three narrators there's a mm-hmm. bunch of people talking right to the audience and it doesn't it, but one of the things you normally do i was about to say when you do a parody is you usually have a story that is very straightforward simple and easy to to line up you're like oh this is this very typical musical story with a Good guy and a bad guy and a love story and all. And this show has that, Mm -hmm. but it builds this world on top of it that is very distracting (laughs) to the audience. Like the audience can't let go and is never allowed to let go Mm -hmm. of... I mean, it's in the title. The show's called Urine Town. All you're thinking about the whole time <laughs> is urine. And I originally, when I heard about the show, was misinformed and thought that people drank their urine in the show. Oh,
1: oh it my Does oh, not no, no. happen.
0: No. <laughs> uh It isn't even addressed. Look, that's not even yeah. discussed. Mm-hmm. It, it is very just like, no, you have to use a pay toilet. Like, that's yeah. basically the mm-hmm. thing. Which also is funny because in Europe, that's pretty much what you have to do all the time. It is just not something we do in America. And yeah, is. Is very shocking to Americans, and that's
1: where they got the idea. Right. One of the creators, yeah, went to Europe, had to pay to pee, and he said, "With everything going on with climate change, what happens if this is the reality?" Came back to America, mm-hmm. worked with his partner, and this is that. And that's what is they the created. result. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I don't think this would. I think the the outrage of this wouldn't quite work so well in in, in the <laughs> London production, uh, yeah. or at least be so unusual in America. Mm-hmm. There is, I think, a very like you'd have to do, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, it's just it's a funny little difference mm-hmm. of difference of opinion well,
1: one of the things i was gonna say it's also really interesting structure wise with this show is that the hero is killed halfway through act Two. i
0: know mm-hmm. it's really weird i mean like yeah. there's a lot of that like when to say when bobby strong is killed
1: mm-hmm. it,
0: it it really feels it feels weird it's yeah. a weird like oh and lot i mean very logical moment mm-hmm. makes perfect sense but doesn't like you're sort of Cause Hope has, has not Hope has had Hope isn't introduced until midway through Act One, I don't
1: think. Uh, Mr. Cladwell, Cladwell is the first mm-hmm. time you meet yep. her. Mm-hmm. And
0: when you meet her, she doesn't seem like she's gonna be the hero of this story, mm-hmm. or hero, eventual accidental villain of this story. Yeah. Uh she's just Cladwell's daughter, who's back from the most expensive college in mm-hmm. the world, uh, where she's learned She's learned moral outrage, it seems, like mm-hmm. very little else. She's learned yes. no, yeah, she's not taking, like, economics or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she keeps asking her dad questions, like, well, wait a minute, isn't that bad? He's like, no, yeah. no, 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 it's good. And she's, it's her dad, so she's down. And then it isn't until she meets Bobby and becomes swept up in that song, Follow Your Heart, which is just... Oh, my God. <laughs> It's So that's a great mm-hmm. song. When darkness surrounds you and you lose your way, you have your own compass that turns night to day, and it's even with you before you depart. Be still, hear it beating, it's leading you, follow your heart. Follow my heart.
1: Oh, that's I heard weird. something. Your heart. Maybe I shouldn't have heard right. that. It's it's like, very, what? Yeah. Where did that come from? I don't,
0: yeah. Because she's kind of playing him. Mm-hmm. But kind of, it's actually a seduction song kind of backwards. Mm-hmm. In that's in the traditional sense where it's she's trying to seduce him. And he's not understanding what's mm-hmm. going on. And then, like you say, it accidentally starts a revolution because she inspires him mm-hmm. to do what he believes is right. And what he believes is right is to overthrow yeah. the... What's the company called? It's a great name. You're in, you're in you're good, good company. company.
1: Yeah, <laughs> of course. Say it out loud. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and to lead this sort of revolution, which then ultimately leads to her getting kidnapped and her mm-hmm. father being killed, and mm-hmm. you know, and her and her the love of her life being killed. I mean, she really is the catalyst for the whole,
1: mm-hmm. the whole
0: plot. So it's fair that she's the one who gets to end it. And then, of course. And then
1: she gets ended. Be ended because she
0: isn't <laughs> actually prepared to lead the revolution mm-hmm. she I was gonna say she started, but she didn't start it. She mm-hmm. she picked up the mantle. That is one of my I think my favorite joke in the entire show, though, is in the Act One finale when.
1: So? What'll it be, Bobby? Looks
0: like we're in a real bad spot, doesn't it? I suppose we should leave. Oh, Bobby, they'll never let you leave now. Not without you, they won't. Which is why you're coming with us! But how can I come with you? And not fight against my
1: father unless Unless, oh dear God, Bobby, no!
0: Promise. Structurally, it's really surprising, and mm-hmm. surprising at, at kind of every turn, and then all the way up to the to the end of the of the show. And I don't think it would work if it wasn't so referential and also mm-hmm. direct, like with Little Sally saying mm-hmm. all those exactly, mm-hmm. kind of exactly what you're thinking. Which is, this is a terrible title
1: yeah.
0: for a show. This is a terrible ending. This is terrible what's happening. And yeah. I was sort of lock being like, well, yes. Just, yes. Yes, it
1: is. Yes, it is. is. Little Sally. And he doesn't yes offer
0: any kind of moral or mm-hmm. any kind of like, so everybody yeah. be careful or like whatever you're doing. It's yeah. like, nope, this is, just, this is just what it is. Mm-hmm. This is life and this is how it goes. And as we said before we started recording, they have this comment about Hail Malthus, mm-hmm. which I will admit I did not. I sort of have always let that go. I was like, I don't. I must be a character on stage. But then you brought up the point that there is. It's Thomas Malthus, mm-hmm. who uh, his the big quote. At least when you search quotes by Thomas Malthus, is the power of the power of population is indefinitely greater than the power of in the earth to produce sustenance for men. Mm-hmm. And he was big on the fact that uh, population growth is eventually going to destroy the earth. Uh, mm-hmm. That is so
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of is the point. Yeah. Kind of.
1: And then there's also the joke that you can make. What's funny is the person who originally played Little Becky Two-Shoes, which is another character in the ensemble, uh, and Snuff That Girl. Such a girl. Uh, yeah. This, uh, the woman actually uh, became pregnant. If I, I believe I have that correct. Oh, and wow. Can check me on that. Sure. So uh, so eventually they just decided to keep that character pregnant. So most productions have that character as pregnant. <laughs> uh, but it's also a great commentary on what Malthus was talking about the first time I directed this, I also had her give birth and it was like four oh, or five. not on stage, right, but you just I turn you. around and she's got she's five got kids. So uh-huh. do you know what I mean? So holding five baby dolls. So it's like the idea that the population's growing and yet Hope is not Nothing doing anything to... about it. And it's that, which really brings Malthus well, to and the it, forefront. Yeah. And yeah.
0: it's also like, it. Th- what, what I really like about the sort of directness of the the style is that you, it allows, you come up with solutions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't, like, the, the characters don't fix their problem. The characters very much don't fix their own problem. But it, it forces you to be like, well, all you had to do was that, or all you had to do was this. Or so there's, like, there there seems to, there's, mm-hmm. like, 900 different ways mm-hmm. this problem could have been resolved where everybody didn't have to die. And, because we also don't know why there's a drought, right? Mm-hmm. There's just a drought.
1: It's just a drought. And
0: it's been going on for
1: uh, at least like 30 years. 30 years? years right. Yeah. That's what I was mm-hmm.
0: going to say. I mean, it's a long mm-hmm. drought, obviously, and there's a limited amount of water. And mm-hmm. uh, there's, you know, you certainly need to regulate that mm-hmm. water. But by Cladwell setting up the class system, I mean, it's like a lot like Hunger Games. It feels mm-hmm. Im- like he's, he's yep. on the top and everyone else is on the bottom. And he, in his opening song, is relishing oh, yeah. on his position mm-hmm. and the fact that these people are idiots and animals and he can it's do it's all right
1: it's not wrong no Yeah. <laughs>
0: and he's got as he, I mean he's not just like vindicated at mm-hmm. the end but he is he, he, something needed to be done and the audience sort of has to figure that out for mm-hmm. themselves and it ends on that ending on that wonderful like minor chord
1: mm-hmm. rumble
0: to get you go <laughs> I don't feel comfortable about any of this yeah uh, yeah it has such a I mean gosh what did you think the first time you read it and listened to it
1: because
0: uh, you were you were hired to do it, right? It right. Wasn't, like, and it, it was not a show I had it. seen
1: yeah. or or listened to. So uh, I first heard the you music. Think, what do you people think of? Yeah, well, no, <laughs> it's like you're in town. What the? they're like? No, it's going to be fun. I'm like, it's going to be fun. <laughs>
0: Seriously,
1: because <laughs> again, the title's terrible. Uh, but listening to the music, I was like, oh my god, the music's incredible because mm. of how much opportunity it gives you for variety. Whereas most musicals, they have like a style. Yes. And it goes all the way through. This uses so many different styles and they might be parody, but they're still trying to tell their story. It's not just for the sake of parody. It still drives the musical. And that's what I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed it that it felt like a period piece Mm -hmm. in its own way. Sure. Um, Again, of more of those golden age musicals. And they say, did you hear about so-and-so today? Oh, and such-and-such. Oh, yeah, yeah. old so-and-so. You know, and, and those the, are literally then,
0: the lines, by the, the way. Literally like, the She's, lines. Not, she's yeah. not filling in blank. That's literally what people say. Yeah. And even
1: the names, you know, the the Robbie the Stockfish and the Soupy Sue. And, uh, little Becky well, choo yeah, yeah, exactly right. Hot and, Blades Harry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, I think, what a fascinating world to live in. And then I read the script and... Same thing, it's just it went even further of, of what all you can do with this show, which was mm-hmm. really exciting for me.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I imagine it would have mm-hmm. been like a very exciting mm-hmm. thing to discover and to hop on top of. Yeah, yeah, it, it is very... I will say one thing I, I've discovered, though, is that the first, the song I think they did at the Tonys was Run Freedom Run. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is the closest thing this, so- this show really has to... A catchy mm-hmm. number there's a trickle of sweat, a trickle of sweat. it's dripping in your, it's in your it's ear still you got to run oh. run a, run a, run freedom
1: run, run away now don't you fret oh. and never fear oh. to freedom so one 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 a, one, one freedom runaway. run away there's a great big clad bell on your tail run, freedom, run. and it's his hands, man, on your trail. Run, freedom,
0: just Which is not to say, you know, not every show needs catchy numbers, obviously, but it does speak to kind of a, uh, not a problem I have with the show, but at least in the recording is that I don't listen to this a lot mm-hmm. because there's nothing, it's not that, I don't I do know, actually, I don't know why I don't listen to it a lot, but it's not, there's no songs in here that make me go, oh gosh, I have to hear that again. Mm-hmm because it isn't there's no one song that's hilarious there's no yeah. one you know there's no one thing that's yeah. super great it it's a sh- it's the show it's yes. that thing of the whole show mm-hmm. is I like I would see this in a heartbeat there's yes. nothing about that but it's not a CD that I threw in when I had it and mm-hmm. I still have it obviously and it's not one that like comes when it comes up in the rotation I go oh great mm-hmm. it just sort of slides by and it's a, it also speaks to I think though why It's very interesting to me that it won best score Mm -hmm. um, over Thoroughly Modern Millie, which has just about like 40 of the catchiest songs you've ever heard in your Mm -hmm. entire life. And I wonder if Millie hadn't used, Millie uses a number of um, public domain 20s and and even earlier with some Gilbert and Sullivan Mm -hmm. songs, uh, the music that they then rewrite the lyrics to. I wonder if they hadn't done that at all, if it would have... Yeah. Beaten them for mm-hmm. score. I'm not quite sure. You never know how these things sort of work.
1: I wonder almost if it's the variety because there are so many different styles of music within your in town. Yeah. That tell that story. And there's a lot But they there's... hold
0: together really nicely. Oh, I yes. was really, really impressed, yeah, mm-hmm. listening to it critically. Like you say, there's a lot of different styles, there's a lot of but it doesn't ever feel like you've seen collage mm-hmm. shows like that, yes. where it's like this is that number and this like mm-hmm. Forbidden Broadway. I mean right. it's not mm-hmm. that. The songs all do hang together, which seems mm-hmm. to me to be a real credit to the um the orchestrations
1: i agree uh, and
0: mm-hmm. the what kind of pit did you i mean it seems to be a very small pit
1: i think we only had about five maybe yeah I think was all we could have i mean yeah, it's yeah. like a
0: jangly piano mm-hmm. and a cup some brass and some percussion mm-hmm. and you're just kind of on your way maybe a yeah. banjo if you wanted to get fun with it yeah <laughs> uh but it does feel like that that would be the the part of this that gets kind of, seems kind of overlooked to me a little bit is mm-hmm. the the orchestrations are very understated and mm-hmm. very uh, important to kind of holding the whole thing uh, holding the whole thing together. but I do wonder if it's it's sort of a symptom of the fact that this composer and lyricist never really worked they didn't work I don't know if they didn't work together again mm-hmm. but they don't they haven't had any other you know the show ran for almost a thousand performances and won a couple Tonys like you, and then yeah. this was sort of it for them like they didn't mm-hmm. this isn't the because it's not what either of them really do. I mean Mark Holman being a composer, and but mainly a musician mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Greg Kotis, who wrote the book and co-wrote li- the lyrics with Holman, and being a member of the Neo Futurists and being sort of into parody and short form, they kind of came together for the show, won a couple Tonys, and then, it, <laughs> then went away again. Mm-hmm. And and it's this really, it's a really interesting examining of that, where they created a show that is fantastic yeah. and an mm-hmm. album that isn't, you know
1: hmm.
0: Isn't really something you want to listen to over and over Repeatedly. and over again, mm-hmm. though I'm very glad I have it. And I have listened to it, obviously, a mm-hmm. couple times, but it's just a, it, it's that weird thing of what makes a successful mm-hmm. show to me. And mm-hmm. it, I wonder how when working on it. I mean, what was your experience in sort of presenting it? I'm always wondering about like these mm-hmm. when you have a show that has a title like
1: this. Yeah.
0: Because you can also imagine if this show hadn't won any Tony Awards, you couldn't put, like, Tony Award-winning musical on it. It would it would just go away. Yeah. <laughs> because people would never want to come see it. Like, unless...
1: that's disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It really avoids being disgusting. Actually, mm-hmm. that's a funny moment. I was really impressed by how somehow it avoids being disgusting. Gross.
1: It does, and I think that's that's the thing with it being such a terrible title that within it you're like, oh, this must be a disgusting show. They they mostly just talk about pee, and if they talk about anything else, it's Pennywise defecation. But right. that's that one Very little clinical. thing, yeah. and then moving on, there's really no cursing in this show. Yeah, it's actually huh, one of the cleanest shows uh, ha, ha, ha. In, in modern times sure. as far as language. Uh, but again, it's also using period more period language. Uh, if you think about that sort of that, when, 30s, when is this, 40s. I have to say, when is this set
0: for you? Um, I mean, it's it's, it's mythological. Obviously. It's
1: mythological in its way, but somewhere you can choose probably somewhere between 30s, 50s, as far as how they're speaking. Yeah. Um, especially like when I hear because once they once they wanna once once more. I mean, just the way that she's doing that alliteration <laughs> within it. That's how it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. And then you and your designers can fe- kind of narrow down so what, what did you do
0: when you when you kind of did I'm it? I'm
1: trying to remember if we were more like I think we were more like the the 30s something like that. It feels like kind of that. depressiony. Yeah. That's, a, that's to so me. we used the which, depression as sort of a backdrop which port. gives you
0: I mean obviously in costuming gives you some really mm-hmm. good ideas because you can have mm-hmm. the stark contrast of the poor and the rich the becomes rich. a very stark mm-hmm. contrast in sort of big flashy suits yeah. and overalls. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's, it, yeah, it, it's funny that it doesn't take place, as you might expect, in the future, mm-hmm. It which again l- prevents it from being didactic. It prevents right. it from being sort of heavy-handed and moralistic. It takes place in a mythological – it, it almost feels like this happened somewhere and we just didn't know we about it. it. Yeah, <laughs> See, at the same time, it
1: makes it familiar to us even if it's in the future. We feel very comfortable in this place. We know these people or we know these types from musicals mm-hmm. and, and other stories. And the thing, though, that hits you at the end of it is just start looking around and all the there are lots of different places like uh, in Cape Town, South Africa is close to day zero where the water's going to be turned off. So this is actually Mm -hmm. something that could affect areas of this world. So it does have a bit of a punch to it, especially at the end when he says, Hail Malthus, this is what we're coming to. We've been laughing and tapping our toes and having a great time, but you walk out and it stays with you which is unusual for these happy-go-lucky musicals where, you know, just like Thoroughly Modern Millie. Right. You know, you're not going to go home and really think about Thoroughly Modern You're having a great time. Right. Um, but, but that's the point. That's you're the idea. You're having a great time. Yeah. yeah. And that's the story. But You're in Town sticks with you a little bit.
0: Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Which might be another reason I don't feel the need to listen to it. Because yeah. it does... It, 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 it has a hold. It mm-hmm. has a real grasp of you. And it doesn't... It, it, it it's really I can't I keep saying it, but it is remarkable. It's certainly it's just worth repeating over and over again how well structured this show mm-hmm. is because there's a lot of points, and we talk about this a lot on this podcast where this show should not work. Yes, <laughs> starting right at the top. I mean, yeah. starting with the title mm-hmm. and then going on, it shouldn't work. Nothing should work about this show. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I was really impressed by, and tell me if this is something that struck you, is that it never hides behind its parody as an excuse to be hacky. Yes. Nothing in this feels like a first draft. Nothing feels Mm -hmm. underwritten. Mm -hmm. There's often, you can watch parody shows, be they cabarets like Forbidden Broadway or more formal Mm -hmm. things. And sometimes you'll be like, oh, you could have, like, I get it. Like, this is supposed to be bad or this is supposed to be hack. Mm -hmm. But you could have, like, that feels bad. Like, hack is such a hard thing to do on purpose. Right. And you can sort of sense real hack from fake hack. And if you're mm-hmm. trying to imitate hack, you have to be really good. It's that sort kind of irony of being like, well, like you say, but the, it's the irony yeah. of parody be also being that like, you have to take it deadly seriously. The actors mm-hmm. have to be performing the, like, the lines are crazy, but you have to be acting like this is deathly,
1: right, deathly very serious. real. Mm-hmm. Otherwise,
0: it's not funny. And any parody you've seen, the stakes and everything are very, very clear and very, very real up to like the including stuff like... Um, like the best ones to me, which is movie movies you may have seen like Young Frankenstein. Yes. Where the stakes and the characters are very real and they're all taking it very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And and if they don't do that, if it it ends up being something more like scary movie where you mm-hmm. watch that movie and like everybody's winking all the time because this is just joke upon reference. It's not even a joke. It's a reference upon reference upon reference right. upon reference. And you might laugh once mm-hmm. and then never ever feel the need mm-hmm. to revisit it again and it has no point to it. Yeah. And this really has that like like I really get the sense that they worked very, very hard mm-hmm. to get the show uh, to where it where it was, like mm-hmm. where it where it ends up, which is being the sort of very dark, stark yeah. commentary on population explosion. Which, again, but people
1: will watch because it's hilarious. It is and, absolutely hilarious. And these characters are so well drawn, even though they are drawn for from sort of archetypes. They have given them such fun material that you feel like you know this person, that they're a well-rounded character within that archetype. Well, And the
0: archetypes yeah. get to, they they are all complete archetypes at the beginning, and then they, they do start to flip on each other yes. a little bit. Like we said with Officer Lockstock,
1: mm-hmm.
0: being as bad as he's, like, he it's, it's that great, wonderful thing of, like, he never claimed to be anything else, <laughs> we just put on him this assumption because he's the narrator and cuz he's nice to the little girl to little Sally who's amazing. Yes. Um we assume that sh- sh- in the end he will have a redemptional moment mm-hmm. and he doesn't have it. Nope. Uh, Officer Barrel <laughs> it is a another example of a character who you're like something's going on here but I don't really quite know until we find out he's in love with <laughs> Officer Lockstock. <laughs> How does that moment play out? That's a book moment. So I'm sort of yeah, like, I've it's, always been like,
1: what happens? Yeah, it's just <laughs> a small moment. And uh, I've just simply had Beryl put a hand on the shoulder. And it's a moment that he's been building towards. Mm-hmm. And Lockstock just removes the hand and moves on. Because he's mm-hmm. like, I have a thing I'm going to do. I'm not going to acknowledge that you said that and move on. So Barrel is just left there with his heart, and then he gets attacked and killed by the mob. Well, of course, so, yes, yeah.
0: like you do. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people who get attacked and killed by the mob mm-hmm. in this yep. show. Um, yeah, it is a but it's an important moment in the show. I mean, it's mm-hmm. this thing of like all the characters, like you say, you want to be in the ensemble mm-hmm. of this show. Because everybody has something to do. I think that feels very. Mm. I don't know how familiar you are with the Neo Futurists as they're. little bit. Yeah, but that's very them to mm-hmm. me. Is it's very, it comes from this sort of ensemble comedy mm-hmm. vibe where it's not a big show, but everybody has something to do. Yeah. And a, everyone, well, I mean, the songs are fun to sing, but everybody has a moment and a bit and a piece and it feels very satisfied. I would almost not want to be. A lead in this show yes. like it feels very the leads mm-hmm. well you get a lot of good songs you have a lot of good stage time they're sort of the least fun parts mm-hmm. of the show from a performance standpoint Yeah, they just you know they're the leads they're the archetypal romantic hero or the archetypal mm-hmm. villain mm-hmm. you know and that's fun but yeah. i mean really i mean really i'd want to be officer lockstock more than anybody else because sure. <laughs> god that's, that's just so, so much fun, fun. <laughs> And I'm more of a baritone than a tenor. I can swing yeah. that, I think, a little
1: more. Uh, <laughs> yes, he does sing quite low. Yes, he does. But, uh, when he gets to the note of bail in um, Never Bother with Jail in right. the opening. Woo! Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's... Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just love the way he goes, Little Sally, over and over again. <laughs> yeah. so much. Well, that's true, Little Sally. And that's I part of the
1: it. fun of it, is with the structure, that you're not noticing the seriousness. Because he has such a nice relationship with Little Sally, that's why... You think everything's going to be okay, or why you're also accepting of all this because you have two people interacting and he's, you yeah, know, yeah, but and, he's she's got an innocent and she's the cop and she's one of the
0: poor. Yeah. And so you feel like, oh, it's like he's the nice neighborhood, like mm-hmm. 50s cop. cop.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: he's not. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Maybe he is. I don't, you know, like there are a mm-hmm. lot of bad crap went down in the 50s with the cops. But, but so mm-hmm. it, it is that, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we think he's one thing. And then later, what I really like about it is the thinking back on it and you go, I, I, there was no reason for me to think that. They never mm-hmm. gave me any moments. or It's just that yeah. archetype of nice cop
1: mm-hmm.
0: talking to little girl, and you go, oh, good guy. Yeah. And he's not.
1: <laughs> he's not. But he's also, at the same time, not putting his, that I'm a bad guy out there. He just does what he is told that he thinks is right because he's going along with the system. And the, he, o- only, yeah. the only time he's ever thrown off in the show is during what is in town. That he catches little Sally who's been part of the revolution running around
0: what your in town You're in town is here It's the town wherever People learn to live in fear So look around you finally found the place
1: Your town is your town if you're hopeless down and down. For your town is your town if you're hopeless
0: down.
1: correct yes she's completely correct she Mm -hmm. stumbled onto it even though he admits to her in act one we don't just tell people that you're in town is a you know we just you're in town's not a place, we just kill people. No, no, we don't reveal that till act two, right? So she's actually sort of been privy to this information already, even if it hasn't settled on her, right? right. Hasn't
0: sunk in, yeah. yeah.
1: And the only reason she gets away is that he then gets into the song and starts singing. I usually have him singing into his flashlight, yeah. Nice. I don't know what he's singing that whole section, <laughs> and so she manages to escape. He's like, What little Sally, oh. and that's the only time he's ever given the slip, right? Um, within the show, and it's just nice because that's the one time you see lockstock.
0: Take a beat, like excuse me, that interrupts him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: but then he's right on it. And he's right back
0: in it. Well, Mm -hmm. there's an interesting thing as you were talking occurred to me about individual morality in this show, Mm -hmm. and that like you have characters like Bobby Strong, who is a very moral Mm -hmm. character, who. Doesn't quite realize how bad the situation is until it directly affects him, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people. When his father is taken to your in town, and Mm -hmm. that kind of spurs him into this like other thing, and then with the addition of Hope saying "Follow your heart," having no idea what what he's just come from, she accidentally propels this revolution. Mm -hmm. Hope is a very moral character. Also, she's very she has a certain set of beliefs, but she loves her father, and that's her sort of conflict Mm -hmm. there, and that's pretty archetypal. But and, and Cladwell is obviously anti-moralistic. Most of the other characters don't have any kind of moral center. They're just in pain, or mm-hmm. they're just poor, or they just like, they don't, yeah. because there's a great moment in, I don't remember, because Don't Be the Bunny, <laughs> Cladwell's great song about uh-huh. about how you never want to be the poor. You want to yep. be the guy, the, the oh, one nice. who can kill the bunny. I guess it's in the finale. It, he's there's some comment about Bobby makes this the bold statement.
1: You picked a fight you can't win today, Mr. Strong. Your rabble is no match for my men. You can punish our bodies, Mr. Cladwell, but you can never punish our spirit. Punish our bodies. I never agreed any punishment of my body. Oh, 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 punishment is all you'll ever know.
0: And that is an interesting mm-hmm. moment where. I I like the fact that the poor, the mob, is really just a mob. Like, they are swaying with Mm -hmm. what their immediate interests Mm -hmm. are. And there is almost the moment where if Bobby couldn't figure out that if he kidnaps Hope, they're not going to get hurt in that moment, it would have been over. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole revolution would have ended at the end of Act 1 if he could have gotten... The, yeah. the mob is not there to be no. attacked, to be mm-hmm. hurt. They don't. They're not a moral. Fo- Unlikely, Miz. Mm-hmm. It's not a moral force. Yeah, it's a force of people who are thirsty and need I, to pee.
1: I have a need, and yeah. that's all I. And that's about.
0: all I'm caring about right mm-hmm. now. And Bobby has temporarily riled up their need, and he can sustain them mm-hmm. with his moral fervor uh, for a while. And actually, mm-hmm. if Bobby doesn't get killed, you kind of can also imagine it, it, it's that wonderful kind of comment on how Bobby's more powerful dead than alive
1: mm-hmm.
0: because his memory it, it, I mean they rename the urinals after <laughs> the okay. bathrooms after
1: him uh the <laughs> way I want to be remembered what's your favorite song mm. It's hard, it's a isn't tough it? It's fun, yeah. I mean, there's there's the obviously <laughs> one of run Freedom and run is just so much fun, but some things that are surprising, like the cop song is surprising. It's that structure. What I was yes. is the, the cop song has the most interesting structure and it doesn't have much singing in it at all.
0: And it's a hard, cold tumble of a journey, worthy of a gurney, a bumble down, a slapped face, smacked with a mace, certain to debase as I stumble down. It's a path that I lead you only one place, a rubble to retrace, a crumble down, a hard, cold, tumble of a journey, jumble of a
1: journey to Urintown. town June cassidy went to a field behind a tree saw there was no one who could see her pee but me and jacob rose bloom thought he was safe up in his room didn't know the jars he kept up there would obligated trip to a europe tomb it's really great it's song. so creative and yes. you don't hear a lot of songs like that that are patter, yeah, especially within the last 20 years or so. You have some that things that are rap or hip hop now, but right. not that the, the patter but that, that so. then
0: also aren't jokey, yeah. like um, and also straight lifts. As to go back to Thoroughly Modern Millie for a second, mm-hmm. um, this the typewriter song in Thoroughly mm-hmm. Modern Millie, which is yeah. a straight lift from Radagore, the Gilbert mm-hmm. and Sullivan musical, and is a legit they're just reading a letter that's the mm-hmm. patter bit and it's a great song i mean i do love the typewriter song from thoroughly mm-hmm. It's a great tap number also mm-hmm. but it is a straight joke it is yes. just it is just a joke and the patter's there because mm-hmm. it's going to get faster and that's going to be the joke yeah. well thank you so much jenny this is so much fun what besides nice. tinkerbell <laughs> Now running at Adventure Theater yes. in DC. What uh, what do you have coming up that you can um, tell people about?
1: Let's see. I'll be heading out to Missouri in the summer to direct As You Like It. I'm doing a '60s version of As wow. You Like It. Wow! All right. Um. So and so uh, that's a lot of fun. And we're do, we're placing the Shakespeare songs in the show with '60s songs that they're singing. Oh um, very nice. So keeping the text, but sure. the songs are sure. all '60s songs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then I come back, and I'm I'm directing a lot for a few colleges. For Stevenson, I'm doing Importance of Being Earnest. For Towson, I'm doing Merrily We Roll Along.
0: Oh, so yeah, all right. I'm very
1: excited for that. I love me some cool. Sondheim. Yes. So uh, and doing other things, but yeah, sure. That's the, well, great!
0: And can people yeah. find you online, or are you?
1: I'm not, much online. not yeah, much online, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 around town doing things everywhere.
0: Sure. So, yeah. That's Jenny mail, not online. <laughs> <laughs> The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Original Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Unknown Penguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone, and/or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Jenny Mail for coming down and talking to me today. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal.